I've spent a little over 20% of my life abroad. So that qualifies me to tell you a little bit about what it means to be an immigrant. To be an immigrant is to try to plan for a life you do not yet know. Even after the visa is stamped and the flight tickets are booked, it is to be up at night wondering, is this really happening and am I doing the right thing? It is waking up in an unfamiliar but vivid interesting place and getting a new ID, a new bank account, a new phone line and a calling card. Something like waking up to be a new person. It is being grateful for every act of kindness and warmth and familiarity you receive in a new place. It is learning both how universal and how relative our theories of life are. It is watching your hair and skin change color in new air and water. It is learning what it means to be brown in color. It is spending Diwali's on video call and birthdays with new family. It is traveling far for a packet of magic masala that costs 10 times the MRP. It is watching bad Hindi films at odd hours just to be reminded of home. It is living in two places at once. It is counting days till you come back and then counting days till you go back again. It is crying and drinking wine on flights that never end. but we do it anyway and we do it for something bigger for something more something aspirational i was part of an earlier wave of immigrants traveling abroad back when it was believed that studying abroad was how you got a foot in the door somewhere far away soon after that came another wave of immigrants people who worked in facebook microsoft google and amazon and moved from big tech roles in india to similar roles in dublin seattle and palo alto now we're sitting in a third wave Here you don't need to be working with big tech and you don't need to have studied abroad but you're still highly desirable far away. I'm Sneha, host of Costa Company, the Ken's weekly podcast about work and workplaces. And this episode is about a group of Indians who studied in India, then worked in Indian food delivery and e-commerce startups. Now they work in food delivery and e-commerce startups around the world. starting with jakarta and singapore but also now seoul berlin amsterdam london buenos aires and riyadh we are going to interview three such people and ask them how and why they moved what they found there and what is that more that aspirational thing that they're chasing and to be clear we are talking about this because it is happening and not just randomly or sporadically but systematically and it is going to happen a whole lot more in other industries and in other forms that we haven't yet seen trend that began with grab and gojek but now it's spreading fast the first meeting i joined uh with my like the within the grocery team of all the product manager majority of them were desis and they are taking indian talent from india seriously indian talent with indian pedigree so indian degrees indian experience they're taking that seriously yes and that is basically because of two factors one is skill set 
in india we have solved logistics or grocery or food delivery as a problem at a scale we have shown that we understand consumers we understand the problem and we can solve them the second factor is also availability there is a huge talent pool in india who is willing to put in the hard work who is willing to relocate uh and who is willing to basically and is also like english speaking largely english speaking right uh these three factors contribute a lot towards the fact that you find so many desis in us or uk in these startups this is nikhil taneja a product manager at deliveroo in london nikhil graduated from bits pilani in 2014 and from 2019 to 2022 he worked as a product manager at dunzo During this time he watched many of his college batchmates move abroad and had what he calls a case of FOMO the unlived lives abroad called out to him so i was the idea was to move out of india and i just went full gorilla mode like applied in like 50 60 startups had an excel sheet and put in my resume everywhere eventually i realized my hit rate or basically my success rate on resume getting shortlisted or me moving towards the few further rounds was higher for logistics company so i started focusing primarily on companies that were either into like food delivery or was planning to venture into grocery delivery or are already into grocery delivery uh and few like came up with a shortlist of few uh, small startups right uh and delivery was one of them I started having conversations with them and uh they were really interested into what we are doing at Danzo what we were doing at Danzo because it had a similar path what Deliveroo has also taken right Of all the businesses he applied to abroad everywhere in the world Nikhil found that he was getting farthest in the interview process with logistics businesses He chose and was chosen back by two logistics businesses one in Berlin another in London these businesses were building products that nikhil had already built in india 3 years in danzo i worked on consumer experience fraud launching the b2b vertical growth uh yeah these four while being closely interacting with the logistics part of it the merchant side of it on the western side there is more focus on depth there will be a certain product manager focusing on say a particular page in the onboarding funnel Indian logistics startups are scrappy and they hack their way to near perfect solutions with limited resources which also means everyone is doing the job of many so that is also i believe one advantage or like one strength i had like while interviewing i could talk about the consumer experience obviously in detail um, but had a fair understanding of how a dark store runs of how uh, like how do you interact with certain uh, large retail chains or how a particular logistics network can run uh and i believe that this one common thing between like in every indian product manager uh we have like tested waters across different parts of the business and we have touched various parts of the business and understand them really well whereas it's more about building an expertise in a particular space on the other side nikhil is english speaking he is experienced at building the tech and operations around grocery delivery and dark stores He has built those products working with fewer resources and overlapping more teams than his western counterparts. What is there not to love? What is the weather like right now? Like what is it like living in Seoul right now? <laughs> um so the weather's minus 3 right now outside. Um, in the uh, what time is it? 
what time of day is it it's 8 8:20 in the evening uh, and it go it went down to minus 12 13 uh, when i took my family out yesterday uh, for some fun in the snow this is ashish chatterjee who was the fourth product manager at flipkart then moved to mintra then was vp at swiggy and is now head of product of global operations at kupang in seoul south korea the thing to know about ashish is that he really really likes scale he likes to build things that are used by millions if not billions so if you can tell me about how and why you decided to apply uh so i think that was a bit more uh, inbound uh, with uh, uh, kupang reaching out and uh, talking about things one of the things that i didn't know before the conversation was korea is one of the largest e-commerce markets in the world um, much bigger than where india is right now and uh, it's just behind china us and japan and so the scale here is something that excited me uh, building things getting impacted scale ashish liked scale and kupang was looking for talent that understood scale and if you think about it there are very few business people in a handful of businesses in the world that understand scale the way ashish understood scale it made sense for kupang to hire from vast markets in the world like us china and india which is to say that if you dear listener have worked in an industry that has rapidly scaled you are now highly desirable in any market that is now rapidly scaling if you worked in an indian startup of any kind it's likely that you've seen a breadth of roles and teams which makes you very desirable to any business building those teams now wherever in the world they may be and are there a lot of desi product managers around you There are product managers from India, yes. Hi there. I'm Snegdha from the Kens podcast team, and I'm here to tell you about Daybreak, a brand new podcast from the Kens newsroom that I host. Every week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I will tell you a business story that is current, significant, and most importantly, interesting. You'll find Daybreak on all podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple. Please do give it a listen and share your feedback with me at daybreak@theken.com. Thank you for hearing me out and now back to the episode. We're back to Nikhil in Deliveroo London who discovered that building a logistics business anywhere in the world is principally the same as in India but in practice a little different. So India basic premise is the same. people want to order a few things they want it at the most affordable price they want it at the best quality these are the three basic verticals on top of which every logistics business or any delivery business is running right uh, but there are certain like big nuances when it comes to uh, india versus europe uh, or any other western country in india even a slight increase in cost of service can dramatically change behavior people will leave if they have to pay a few rupees more in the uk however people only order online when they want something urgently and on those occasions they are willing to pay a premium for the service 
So that is the biggest difference that A, people are willing to pay and then they do not have that high frequency or like that much of a demand as you would find in India as well. In India, there is a concept of MRP and this was the biggest surprise for me because I had never traveled outside India before I moved into this job. India has a concept of MRP, whereas London or United Kingdom as such does not. Most of the world, in fact, does not. So even for a packet of milk, which is supposed to be sold at MRP on the online platform for like say 10 rupees, it will be sold at 10 rupees. Whereas in UK, you can check up the price as much as you want. Uh, there is what people are comfortable with. It's called the convenience tax. So each and every item, the prices are higher. My hometown is in Faridabad. It's a town in Haryana. Uh, the addresses are in form of come be beside this school next to this particular temple. In UK, every like bunch of 20 flats might have like a pin code. Back in Faridabad, if you come, you can just park it in the middle of the road and wait for five minutes. Nothing will happen. Try doing that in any uh, part of London, you will get like a hefty fine. Again, in India, a driver might be riding even a moped, which might be just has the worst possible engine. Uh, in London, if you want to enter central London, there are certain emission standards you have to follow. Uh, you cannot have any particular bicycle or uh, bike that can enter a particular location and deliver items. Uh, so yeah, like the problem, the requirements are the same, consumer requirements are the same, but the problems are very different and the expectations are also very different. Moped, civic infrastructure, legal infrastructure, diversity of languages spoken. These shape products and experiences and they're made of the cultures they're located in. Then there's this bit that I personally found very fascinating. Indians are not happy when they don't get every item that they asked for. They'll go on social media, they'll give a poor rating and they move platforms very quickly. Not getting every item delivered affects churn here dramatically. Which is why delivery startups really have to work to make sure you get everything you want. When we started looking at the retention numbers or how consumers react to a certain set of problems, they were very different from like India compared to Europe. They, are, they were much more understanding. This is so fascinating. I want to uh, double check on this. So you Indians are far more sensitive as well as reactive to not getting exactly what they want. Yes. Yes, uh, that is a function of like how Indian business is also run. Like, like there is a lot of focus in providing the best in class experience. And um, there are so many options available. You don't get it from Dunso, you'll move to Swiggy. You don't get it on Swiggy, you'll move to Blinket. You don't get it on Blinket, you'll move to Septo. People tend to stick to a particular brand. Uh, there's a strong brand definitely. Ashish in Seoul, South Korea saw a different set of differences. I think the offering in, in, in Korea is more competitive uh, for the customer. Uh, so as a user, you can buy um, anything uh, with like millions of things from bread to iPhone. And you can purchase it till 12 midnight and get it delivered before 7 a.m. So before you wake up or go out for the day, etc. It takes days to drive a truck from Delhi to Bangalore. Korea is a much smaller country than India, which allows it specially fast rocket delivery. But Seoul is also a city of high rises. But you solve different problems here, like it's a very vertical city. So almost all the time you're going up and down. 
so how do you think about those aspects of it or um, how do you think about those aspects can you take us in a little bit so because it's all vertical uh, an average driver does a lot more parcels uh, in in korea than in other uh, places in the world right and that brings in its own technology challenges that how do you um, how do you compute an of efficient route for like tens of thousands of parcels right you solve challenges like which of the eight building and en- building entrances do you use uh you solve challenges like uh trying to figure out uh how to optimize uh the deliveries at a floor level right uh, or a or a line level as it's called here etc in korea ashish is solving for floor level logistics because that is what it means to scale in a city of high rises next we have averal roy who worked as avp of growth at zomato He had a junior from college at Delivery Hero who roped him in, and now he's building a new vertical for Delivery Hero for South America, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia while working in Berlin. He's building Logistics as a Service, which is the pickup and drop service we know in India as Dunzo and Swiggy Genie. E-commerce started in India back in 2012, 2013, 2014, right? A lot of these problems that were there was already solved, or we had good solutions around it. uh for example cod right cod is one big problem that started when uh, all these e-commerce players like flipkart amazon moved to india it wasn't solved anywhere else we solved it in india and then we moved it everywhere globally that okay cod is also an option that's available so some of these problems were done and dusted by 2022 and what i felt was that with delivery hero i get to solve something or i get to build something from ground up Averal missed the first phase of startup delivery growth those early years of flipkart swiggy danzo and zomato those pioneering years but he's now living out those pioneering years in geographies that are having it later i feel that india is actually a much more mature market compared to uh, even countries like germany which are supposed to be a uh, lot more developed than what india is right so in terms of the product in terms of the user experience and i see that uh, the operational efficiency isn't as good as what it is in india i felt that we are a lot better uh, and when it came to a problem when i actually did not get my order and i had reached out to customer support there again i encountered a problem because in india you know you have these bots that usually tend to try and solve your answers and then you get a lot of people who are helping you out trying to you know reach out to the delivery partner etc etc here it took me 5 minutes to actually just reach out to the customer support agent and i'm not uh, i'm not making that up because i entered my query i got an automated response i said that i want to speak to someone and it took a whole 5 minutes for me to actually get in touch with a actual uh, agent so that way i felt that india is a lot more mature in terms of the product in terms of the service in terms of customer support as well compared to how things are here in germany there is a distinctive pleasure of seeing an old problem in a new light there is pleasure in seeing the same products pan out in different ecosystems geographies and cultures there is pleasure in seeing that the world is so many things at the same time and just to be clear it's not like the money is particularly great nobody i spoke to believe that they had moved for better exchange rates or savings i'm told that savings might actually be better in india 
even the growth opportunities might be better here but sometimes it's nice to go for a bit of a break to scratch an itch you've always wanted to scratch in indian startups it's easier to climb up the ladder uh, professional ladder uh, for example like i don't think there is any particular like you will find people of various age brackets at different levels in indian startups right uh, you might find like a 30 year old director or even a head of product in indian startups uh, you get to experience like the pleasure of managing people uh, in indian startups earlier as compared to uh, like the western startups but there is another there's a there are few very large aspects where like it is very much different and beneficial to be a, a part in a global organization one is obviously the exposure uh working with teams across different markets working with team who are sitting in say france italy singapore hong kong australia different time zones different hemisphere different kind of consumers global exposure but also working at a slower more measured deeper pace over here you it's like basically doing a phd in a particular field uh you stick to a problem statement you focus so much on it you think so much about it with the like a smart pool of people around you who are also focused on that particular problem statement uh so it helps you think in detail like in depth rather than in breadth i was talking to someone who the delivery deliveroo um gentleman at deliveroo who moved from danzo and he was talking about how he worked at danzo for 3 years and then he worked across four teams so there was growth there was product there was fraud there was some consumer experience and breadth of operations he felt that he had that and so when when he was interviewed he could he could talk macro he could speak structurally and um at a time when deliveroo was contemplating setting up dark stores which mm-hmm. uh he had built out in danzo and but he's also saying that at deliveroo he does not expect that same breadth of experience he says that here you go deep you do you are given one page one product to improve one single point of contact with a customer and then you do a phd on that mm-hmm. and you just dive deep and he says that he has the the space for depth rather than breadth mm-hmm. and first it is do you concur in that in if you compare kupang with flipkart mantra swiggy yeah i think uh, what you're talking about is uh, definitely something that i've seen for me at kupang that has not been the case uh, i actually uh, have a very wide remit and a very wide charter um but i definitely see uh, the uh, ability to go deep uh, being something that uh, the company practices in general and that's one of the things that i've learned here in terms of how do we prioritize and do less uh, and how do we go deep uh, into some of the areas right so few things few big impactful things at a time and then going very deep into those um so i think that's that's what i've been able to see uh, at kopang for sure better work life balance exposure less hustle and more deep work those are the reasons to move okay so you are working on global markets mm-hmm. 
so currently the focus is on apac uh, which is uh, your southeast asia uh, my uh, sorry malaysia singapore uh, south asia which is pakistan bangladesh etc all those countries uh, then i'm working in south america uh, which is uh, peru chile argentina and so on and uh, the other focus area is mina which is uh, you know uae qatar egypt all those countries were there in the mina region so europe right now is not a very strong focus at least for this vertical and uh, predominantly it's these three geographies that we are working across i've spoken to multiple indians working at delivery hero omeo and hello fresh in germany booking.com in netherlands kupang in korea noon in dubai and the thing that they all had in common was they had all worked in delivery and e-commerce startups in india first it was here that they learned the game in a country with poor pin codes and civic infrastructure and mrps with limited resources and a good number of hacks they built some of the finest logistic systems for a price conscious and demanding demographic in a wildly competitive market and as tech and delivery products expand over the globe they've become among the most coveted class of employees globally and abroad they found the space to specialize build deeper more resilient solutions the opportunity to scale faster even than indian startups have scaled the ways to build on vastly different landscapes and geographies at the same time they've also found snowy winters which both of ashish's children say they love This is also to say that if you work in an industry that has scaled rapidly in India and is now scaling elsewhere in the world there's a good chance someone might drop into your LinkedIn DM soon and offer you a chance to do the same thing across the world and if you take it write to us and let us know This was a podcast from the Ken This episode of Cost to Company was written, hosted and produced by Sneha Vakaria with audio engineering by Rajiv CN. If you have thoughts, feelings or episode ideas, write to us at podcast at the-ken.com. If you like the podcast and want to know more, follow the Ken Web on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. If there's something interesting going around in your workplace, any trend you've been seeing but nobody else is really talking about, fill in the type form linked in the show notes. It'll take you maximum two minutes, and if we like your idea, we might call you on the podcast as a guest. It's happened in the past too, so please fill in the form. I'm Shrivar, and next week I'll be speaking to you about something that's probably on your mind if you haven't had this in your company already. I'm talking about appraisal season. You'd be right if you think this year's appraisal cycle is mellow and understated due to the layoffs and the economic situation world over, but you'd also be wrong, because in a lot of companies. the appraisals have been as high as 70% even 100% in some cases what's really happening here and pay hikes aren't the only way people are getting appraised companies are using some interesting tactics to reward and retain their best talent how exactly we'll find out in the next episode stay tuned